Welcome to Dignity Leadership Podcast. I'm Rich Levine, Chief Positive Thinker and founder of Dignity Leadership Consulting. I practice leadership using my Master's of Science degree in Leadership and Change and a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Sociology. I've examined how people work together my entire career. In this podcast series, I want to expose the lessons I have learned through work and life with the intent to encourage more people to learn, grow, and become better leaders. Together, we can create a world of dignity. Today, we're going to tackle the topic of positive thinking, how to stay positive and how to overcome negativity in your thinking. I have two guests today helping me out, and most importantly, they're keeping me positive. These two guests have an incredible knack for finding the good in everything, even when it appears to be not that much good. They both know how to make lemonade when I hand them lemons. So today's guests are Alicia K. Miller. Alicia, welcome. Alicia is the founder of Empathy Uprise. Do you want to give us a little bit of information about Empathy oh, Uprise? Absolutely. So I believe at a distance, love is just a theory. I am both founder of Empathy Upriser and creator of Empathy Activism, a social movement galvanizing humanity toward greater compassion and less hate. We are on a mission to shift humanity from me to we by inspiring leaders to become empathy activists in their lives and work. Through advocacy, inclusion, and positivity, I utilize speaking, writing, and empathy workshops to shine a light on the dark parts of our lives and communities. It's time to get closer. Are you ready? I'm ready. So you're going to need a bright light for me because you and I have had some conversations <laughs> and I can be a negative thinker, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit and how I try to stay positive. But our second guest today, and I'm going to do the introduction because I'm very proud to announce for the first time ever on Dignity Leadership, I have my wife and positive thinker, Emily Levine. And she's always listening to me practice leadership and how I'm trying to influence other people to become a better version of themselves. And then she makes a kind-hearted statement to me that I too can be a better version of myself if I just paid more attention to how I'm thinking. So welcome, Emily. Thanks for having me. Yay. So is this really the first time? I feel like she's been on before, no? This is the first time. Wow. First yes. Time. First time for everything. Welcome, Emily. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. She's been in the room a lot. So we're doing these and we say we have a live studio audience. <laughs> she's usually that. That's hey. what it is. It just feels like she's always here. So uh, yes. I just figured she's been on before, you know? No, this is the first time I've actually formula, form, formally put her in the chair to talk to us. So I'm, I'm happy to have her. And what she's going to share with us today, and her and Alicia are a lot alike. Um, and they're both yellows, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. But... Your background is what makes people, right? And it's, and it's our upbringing. And I was a habitual negative thinker. And I know, Alicia, you were shocked when I told you this, because when you first met me, I wasn't <laughs> habitual. But my upbringing, you know, so your upbringing, I grew up in Iowa in a small town. And it was very conservative. It's, it's very, here's the way it's going to be. And then your family, your church, your religion, your schooling, all those things go into it. And so just full disclosure, I grew, grew up in a Catholic family, lots of rules, um, Catholic schools, lots of rules. It was just rules, rules, rules. And I had a lot of no's, not a lot of yeses. And I was always looking for that. How do I create yes? So share with us, Alicia, how, about, your, about your past and how – because you're such a positive person. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I uh, had, um, I learned early to adapt to a change environment. Extraordinary amount of change um, uh, up until about 19 years old. And um, I learned early just to um, essentially take the sunny side of life approach. And that has translated, quite frankly, um, into adulthood. And it has served me very, very, very well. Pardon me. So when you say you took the sunny side of life, is that an intentional comment that because you're a yellow personality? <laughs> it was unintentional, unintentional. but I, I, I like it. It's working. So, so you, let's use it. So you had me on one of your podcasts recently. I did. And we can find that podcast at EmpathyUprise.com. There we go. Let's get the Solidaris plug in. episode 14. Fired up. Bingo. So, so anybody that's listening, I encourage you to go out and watch not only that podcast, but all of them. They're all very insightful. But you and I talked about how you were, how you were brought up and how you always found the good in everything, which I think is incredible. And then we've got my wife, who is the same way. She finds the good in everything. And we were talking earlier, so we had a little pregame warm-up before we came here, right? And we were talking, and I said to both of you, you said, everything in your guys' lives is rainbows, unicorns, and whatever else is positive. And it's just the way you see it. So, Emily, if, if you would, just share with our listeners about your upbringing and how you – because you, you've always found everything. And I used to call you, when you and I first started dating, in the late 1900s <laughs> – I used to call you smiley, and you're doing it right now. You're smiling because you're always smiling. You didn't ever have a bad day. There were no bad days. Well, to be fair, there are some bad days. I'm just pretty good at hiding it. <laughs> um, so like Alicia, uh, my upbringing was chaotic, um, and, and her and I have talked about that. Um, I guess the difference is I don't look at chaos as a negative. Uh, most people, when you talk to them, think, oh my gosh, chaos, fire, brimstone. I don't know what I'm going to do. There's so much going on around me. For me, um, it, it's just change. And change is always occurring. I don't care if you have a super stable, leave it to beaver background, or a somewhat chaotic background. Um, it's always changing. So if you go through life not expecting the change, not wanting the change, then any change that comes to you is going to blindside you and throw you off your game. I just have always chosen to look at change and chaos as a new learning opportunity. Oh, yay, I get to meet new people. Oh, yay, I get to see a new school. Oh, yay, I get to experience something that I have never experienced before. Um, and, and I don't really know how to explain why um, I've chosen to look at things that way. I, I think it just made it easier for all the change that I did go through to look at what's the good I can get out of this versus, oh, God, here we go again, and I got to start all over. I, I love starting over. For me, it's, it's, it's refreshing. Well, sweet. There's there's yellow right there. We get to start over again. <laughs> right after this show, we're going to start all over. God, I'm, I'm so much more cynical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so where I want to where I want to go off to now. So thank you for giving us your background. But I'm going to start diving into the science side of things because you're yellows and you don't care about science. You only care about sunshine and rainbows, unicorns and pots of gold at the end of those rainbows. Well, and I I will just interject because. Um, 
Emily and I have spoken, and and it's not that we don't recognize uh, difficult situations. It's not that we are living in some uh, unrealistic world. It's just the way that we frame our response to that adversity. Yes. And, and to give our listeners an example of how you frame things. So this is going to be exaggerated, but this, this probably um, epitomizes the way you guys think. Oh, look outside. It's raining. And your answer is, no, it's not. Yes, it's raining. No, it's raining. I'm getting wet right now. Oh, but no, the clouds are going to disappear and the sun's going to be out and there's going to be rainbows too. I will, I will counter that and say, no, I'd be like, let me get my galoshes and my umbrella. I'm going to go out in that rain and I'm going to dance. Okay. Yeah. So yes. either way, you're going to find the best in the opportunity, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. It, it's, not, it's not dismissing what's going on. It's raining. Clearly it's raining. I'm going to go out and play in the rain versus I'm going to sit inside and hope for the rain to quit so that I can go outside. No, it's just not going to stop me. All right. So that's the perfect segue then. All right. So let's help. So you guys are yellow, so you guys can always see the positive. So it's easy for you. But let's help everybody else that might not think like a yellow. And what happens is, is our brains get stuck in a rut. So we got to train our brain to rethink. So what happens is our brains rely on the past information to recreate our future. It's why you do what you do. And this comes from another book. I love quoting books. This one comes from The Three Laws of Performance by Zephyrin and Logan, and it's the first law of performance. you got to rewrite your future, okay? So let's compare this to riding a bicycle, right? So your brain memorizes the balance and steering needed to control the bike, right? So you just jump on it, you go. So how we think every day, unless we're aware of it, is much like riding a bike. We just jump on it. Don't put a lot of conscious effort into it. Just start riding the bike. I find it a little ironic. And you two are looking at me right now yeah. like I'm a total idiot. Well, well and I, I'm, I'm just thinking that Emily and I just don't overthink it. We literally are like, okay, there's a bike. I know how to ride the bike. Let me get on the bike and go. Yes. I, I think the other part of that is, um, at least for me, uh, I am okay with making a mistake. I'm okay with falling off the bike two or three times trying to remember how to ride here, it. Here. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to ride that bike. It just means I might have to try a little harder. But but it's it's not a um it's not I don't have to be perfect and I give myself permission to not be perfect and I always think, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm going to make a mistake. I'm human. Everybody does. It's okay to make a mistake. So Again, I, I don't know how you teach that. Um, I, I can tell you with with our son, because he's very much a, I need to get this right all the time. Um, my biggest thing with him is to look at him and just say, you know what, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay for you to think that way. I'll even tell him sometimes, I don't agree with you, but it's okay for you to think that way. It's okay for you to act that way. It's kind of just acknowledging that it's okay to be different and for whatever reason i have self-acknowledged that (laughs) my whole life right i I don't need anybody else to tell me it's okay but i do recognize that other people need that so taking our son into consideration since you just brought him up so we'll use him as an example or somebody like him so he's not a yellow Um, we've done the personality test with him he's a blue just like me 
But so for everybody else out there, like let's go back to the riding the bike analogy, right? So you're not a yellow, okay? You're one of the other colors. So replying or responding is simply recreating your future based on how things have occurred to you in your past. That's riding the bike, right? So you just get on, you keep doing it over and over again. So what you remember is what you do again and again, riding the bike, right? But doing the things you've already done and expecting a different result of the outcome is the definition of insanity. And right? I, well, and as you're saying that, I'm thinking my mind is going. It's about shifting gears. Yes. 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 So now we're taking the bike from just your your bike with no training wheels, like one speed, right? Yes. The dirt bikes we had as kids. Yes. To get in that 10-speed. Yes, the beach cruiser, great <laughs> yes. example. So you got to have that bike that shifts gears, right? So how do you shift gears? So let's let's walk through that from a scientific. And I keep getting, I love these yellows giving me these goofy looks. <laughs> and then they laugh about it and think it's funny. All right, so stick with me. So the human brain is adapted, believe it or not, to think negatively to protect us. So if you want to call it the Darwin theory, whatever. But let's walk you through an example. So we'll be politically correct. All right, we'll be politically incorrect. Cave women. So the cave women were out and being hunters and gatherers, right? So you got a lion or a rock if you're going out hunting. And behind a bush, you see a beige object. And you ask yourself, your brain goes, what is behind that bush? Is it a rock or is it a lion? So your brain automatically prepares you for the lion because if you don't, you're going to die. And then you walk around, you see it's just a rock. You're like, Whew. You know, probably 2,000 times you do it, it's going to be the rock. But our brains are built for survival. So we have to tell ourselves there's a line behind there, which gets us into that negative thought process, right? So we're thinking about it. So recently, um, Allison Legerwood has done some, some studies. She works at UC Davis. And she's revealed that negative thoughts last in the human brain almost two times as long as a positive thought. So you have, let's take the glass, right? Well, then I do just want to say, as you're Throw saying, you, using the lion analogy, I'm thinking Emily and I would probably be like, I really want to get to know that lion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be at your, um, I don't know how cave women. I cave bet we men. have a lot in common. I don't know what they did with the funeral, but they probably threw what was left over the cliff, right? right. Yeah, the fire. Yep. But anyway, so... Um, so Allison Ledgerwood from UC Davis has, has gone through this stuff. And so let's take, her, let's take her analogy of, you know, why a negative thought sticks in your head twice as long. So if we put it into frames, you got a gain frame and a loss frame. So if the glass is half full, that's what we call the gain frame, right? You're seeing the positive in it. If you see it on the empty side, then you're in the loss frame. So then we're losing. So now the question becomes, why are we stuck in the loss frame? And can we switch from the loss frame to the gain frame? So let's talk about a little more research that went into this to find out how we do this. So you're going in for surgery, <laughs> and your doctor tells you that your surgery has a 70% success rate. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. The nurse comes in and tells you, you know, there's also a 30% chance that this isn't going to work. Thumbs down, right? So now you're thinking about that. So now let's take the other way. The doctor walks in and says, you know, this has been tried, but there's a 30% loss failure rate of this surgery. The doctor's telling you this. 
The nurse walks in and says, you know, you could look at this the other way, and there's a 70% chance of success. Guess what your brain does? You've already told me that it's not going to work. I'm not going to change my mind. So you got to go back. you got to remember the lion and the rock, right? So let's take a real-world example. So around 2007, the economy tanked. Remember that? Housing market bubble burst, everything else. It hit rock bottom in about 2009. And then to be expected, what happened with consumer confidence? It tanked, right? Consumer confidence goes down. In late 2010, the economy started to rebound. And when it started to rebound, it actually came up really fast. But guess what consumer confidence reports did? They flatlined at the bottom. Economy came up. Reality's up here. It's working. We're going in the right direction. But the consumer confidence didn't. It stayed in the tank for a long time. It even dipped again before it actually finally came back. Consumers, humans, were stuck in the loss frame. For a period of time, if you go back and study the data, for almost two times as long from that period of when the economy started to come back before they actually started to rebound. So what you got to do is, here's what I do, and you guys can talk about this after me, but you got to train your brain, right, on how to think positively. So what do I do every day? So I have an app called uh, Dailyo, and it's on my phone. And every day, I try to record at least one good thing that's occurred to me. So at the end of the day, I'll open up my little thing. will go off. My wife's always looking at me. What are you doing on your phone? I live on my phone. I'm worse than she is, but I live on my phone. So I'm laying on the couch, and something goes off. It vibrates. It rings. It's whatever. And it's my reminder. 8 o'clock every day. I go into my phone. And I log what happened that day. But I only log what's positive. What good did I do today? What good did I see today? And I put it in there. So guess what I have in seven days? I got seven days of positive activity. I keep doing this. I do it for a month. What do I have in 30 days? I do it for a whole year. I've got 365 days of positive activity. I don't record any negativity, only positive. I don't have bad days. Because when I go back and look at it, I now get to see all the stuff that's in there. So I only talk about the good stuff. But as a yellow, I'm pretty sure. Yellows, you guys only know good stuff. Hey, Rich, can I ask you a question? Yes. You never had a day where nothing good happened? I just skipped those days. Oh, right. <laughs> And you know what? <laughs> so that's, no, that's a very valid question. And I skipped those days. And you want to know why? Because if I write something down that's not good, what is it? It's negative. And then what happens? Then you're, you're into the daily negatives. Exactly. So then I'm back. So how long is it going to take me to get back into the positive thing? Whatever your brain is, it's going to take you two times as long. So if it's for me, it might be two days. For you, Alicia, you're yellow. It's probably going to be two minutes. But for some people, like, for example, we talk about the different colors. Greens waddle in this for a long time. We talked about it on one of the episodes. Green is a keg of beer that explodes and just foams and goes and goes and goes and goes. Okay. Their negative time frame is longer than a yellow. You guys probably don't have a negative time frame. I do, definitely. Well, and I do want to go back to um, uh, the crisis in, in, you know, 2009. And, and just my mind was thinking about the delayed um, – response by consumers right so so 
everything's tanking, but no one's actually believing that it's tanking. So they're delayed, and then we start to rebound, but everybody's still down in the valley. And so I think what Emily and I probably do, and this is what anyone can do if you shift your thinking, is in real time, as, as stuff is hitting the fan, be very strategic um, in how you respond in that moment. And, and what you're dealing with reality, so you have a choice here. I can either face what's happening in real time, or I can delay that. And, and I feel like that's potentially what happened. That's why confidence was delayed. Well, that and, and um, most people want to be prepared. They don't want to be caught off guard again. I right. think that's probably one of the biggest things for me. I have no problem being caught off guard. Yeah. We're very agile, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have no problem going into a situation expecting something and then it not being what it is or right. something happening that completely makes me have to pivot. I just I pivot. I, I just do it. Again, I don't know why that is, but with that whole the you know, the crash, you can talk about um any kind of a negative uh, occurrence that happens, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. People focus on the negative and yeah. then they want to make sure that never happens again without understanding that, um, okay, you can take steps to make sure you are not in the same position right. should that happen again, but you can't live your life expecting that exact thing to happen again um now i get like the economy is cyclical we we know it's going to tank again that just is the way it is definitely so do you do you take your what happened in the the last one and you when you go forward with that um you you adjust your life and how you're living you don't stop living no. you might cut back on a couple things but mm -hmm. it it's almost like okay you can focus on what you lost or what you had to give up, or um, the bad things that happened in any situation, or you can stop and say, but this is what I still have. I still have right. my health. I and still have the my family. And come in. Exactly. <laughs> and, yes. it, and it is, it's not that we don't experience those things, and it's not that we don't have bad days, but I think to your point, Rich, we, we just don't wallow in the negative. I can't stay in the negative or I will be dragged down, and I, I just choose not to do that. So I prefer to look at it and go, okay, I lost my car but I still have my house, mm -hmm. if you're talking about material things. Um, even if you lose your house, right, you're still probably in somewhat of a position to most people, not everyone, have um, somewhere to go. So there's, there is always, to me, a positive to every negative. Mm -hmm. It's a yin and a yang. It's yep. not all bad all the time. No, no and I, I mean, I will you just, just have to find it. Yes. And I will just say that, I mean, I, I just went through, um, obviously, the winter storms uh, here in Texas. And I mean, everything you saw on TV, I personally experienced. And I just adapted as every day started rolling out and things continued to happen. Um, but the end of it, and I have had a lot of personal loss um, from blown pipes and flooding and things of that nature, but I view it like, okay, um, I'm alive. I have a roof over my head and I need to be prepared, better prepared next time by having X. 
but there will be a next time and I will be as prepared as I can, but I'm definitely going to, there's going to be some gaps in that preparation, but it's not, it's not going to freeze me to just not respond. So, so not everybody is a yellow that can naturally think the way both of you do. So let's take another example and help some of the listeners that might be reds, blues, or even greens that don't like change. And we'll use me as an example. Okay. (laughs) So COVID hit in March of 2020, right? And the world was coming to an end, but guess what? Normally, the way I had been for all those years prior would have been, oh my God, this sucks, right? And I would have been negative. But I had started training my brain and I started rethinking and I started doing the activities I was talking about, how to think positive, how to, you know, I was doing my daily's journal. So when it came around and everybody around me, not everybody, because you guys weren't, because you two are still rainbows and unicorns. But a No, lot of, not but true, <laughs> not but true. A, but you know what? A lot of people around me were were down in the dumps and like thinking the world was coming to an end. And I'm like, you know what? That is true. It's not going <laughs> to happen. It's not. So here's, you know, so think positive. And so the things I did and every day I got up, I grabbed my dog and him and I would go out for a walk and I would just clear my brain and think about everything that was so cool in the world. I mean, how big and blue the sky was, all the trees that were blowing. You know what? Some of the trees irritated me because I'm allergic to pollen. But guess what? <laughs> I was alive. I was kicking. And I kept looking at, like, what can I do? How can I share my vision? And then I came up with this harebrained idea that I was going to drive to Dallas and do podcasts. So here <laughs> we are. And to share them with people, you know? I think it worked out pretty well. It's working out. But, you know, and so not everybody is a yellow like you. So I have to challenge myself and I'm challenging everybody else to stop talking about everything that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. Start looking at possibilities. So when you get home at the end of the day and you're having a conversation, so any of our listeners out there and you go home, don't go home and talk about the boss that sucked. Don't talk about the driver that cut you off on the way to the store. Right, Emily? And challenge yourself and talk to your spouse and your coworkers about all the good are going around you. Hey, you know what? I met this really cool person in my class today, and her name's Alicia, and she's awesome. And talk about all the cool things. You know what? I went to work today, and we were working on a project together, and the outcome was incredible. Don't talk about how the boss micromanaged you into the corner to get it done. Talk about your wins. Talk about your stuff. And if you block out the negative, you can start letting your brain bring in the positive. Definitely takes effort. I mean, like Alicia said, we it's not that we don't have bad days. Yeah. Uh, we definitely have bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Rich, have seen me experience those bad days. Mm-hmm. I just don't tend to dwell on them because I can look at it and I can say, this is bad, and I acknowledge how I feel about it, whether I'm angry or sad or upset, and then I turn around and I take a deep breath and go, okay, but it's done or it's over with or even if it's not i still have this this and this going for me even in the same situation um so yeah to your point challenge yourself to you can acknowledge the negative but immediately you need to follow it up with a positive thought if you can't always think of the positive right up front like us yellow rainbow rainbow i mean rebound rebound with the energy that you're expending on being negative rebound with positive because that's gonna I feel like that's gonna last a heck of a lot longer than that negative energy yeah and another trick I do and Kevin you're gonna know this one because I stole it and that's what a lot of leadership is you steal it from somebody else you take it you make it your own 
Absolutely. And, and you reuse it. So I'm going to give credit to my good friend, uh, Michael Ray Newman and Edwin uh, Britt for teaching me this. And they said, every time you're asked, how are you doing? Answer better than good. And when you do that, it starts to change your perception because you convince yourself that you're better than good. And let's go back to what I said earlier in the show. And I said that, um, I said, you know, you got to change the way you think. If you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got, or it's a definition of insanity. I've gone from the, from the stop and, and test me, ask me, how am I doing, Alicia? How you doing, Rich? I'm better than great. You know why? Because I've advanced from good to great. And I'm going to keep going. And I'm not trying to put anybody down. I just believe that I'm better than great. You've been hanging around with Emily and Alicia, I've been hanging you? around. Yes, I have. And some other people. But that's where your brain's got to get. And you got to start <laughs> thinking about being positive. And once you start telling yourself, you convince yourself. Your brain is the most powerful thing you have in your body. And if, and like, um, if you get rid of all the negative thoughts and only think positive thoughts and realize how good it is, you'll never think another negative thought again. I promise you that. So with that, I'm getting the signal from Kevin E., the monster, malig- monster millennial from KEPX <laughs> Productions, that we're up against the clock again. So thanks for listening. I'm Rich Levine. I'm the Chief Dignity Officer of, of Dignity Leadership Consulting. You can find me on dignity-leadership.com. If you go just below that on the homepage, you'll find the four icons for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you very much. So I appreciate our guest today, my lovely wife, Emily. Thank you. And Alicia for joining us. Thank you. And until next time, have a great day.